The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with Rick Kamala, a longtime friend of mine. We met back about 15 years ago at NBA TV in Secaucus, New Jersey. He is still on NBA TV down at Turner Sports in Atlanta, also a co-host on 92.9 The Game in Atlanta weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And what I've always admired about Rick is how he handles himself and that he's always himself. So, Rick, we've talked about this before, that there are just so many phonies in the world. In a world full of phonies, how have you always managed to be yourself? My man, well, first of all, Noah, shout out to you, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pleased and privileged to be on your podcast. And uh, by the grace of God, I've been here uh, at NBA TV all those years later. Um, it's such a blessing, such a fun place to come to work. And um, I just love the NBA. So I'm a kid in a candy store all the time with that. Um, and in terms of, you know, staying who I am and staying grounded and all that kind of stuff, uh, I got to first give credit to my mom. Uh, she brought me up the right way, uh, taught me to be colorblind taught me to treat other people like I want to be treated um, and just know good from wrong and, and just kind of have a good understanding and a good balance of how to act as a human being. Um, and I, I've just seen, I've seen people come and go from NBA TV who didn't understand all that stuff. And, it, and as you said, you know, a, you know, a bunch of phonies and that kind of thing. There are a lot of phonies in this business, um, but I would say that there are far more genuine good people uh, the problem is the phonies tend to, you know, be, uh, they, they tend to stick out like a sore thumb mm-hmm. to the point where, uh, you know, maybe some of us who are, who are good people and doing it the right way kind of get lumped in, uh, to, to that phony game. But, uh, but I've seen, you know, people get, I know a ton of times, and I'm sure you've seen it as well. People in this business, radio or TV, writing, whatever, they get a little bit of success. The success immediately goes to their head. They immediately want it all right now shortcuts you know uh uh I, I don't have to earn it i feel entitled i should have this right now um and those people when when it's an organization with bosses who get it aka turner sports um those people don't last very long and they come and go and so to be uh, a lifer to be i hope i'm a lifer <laughs> but to be somebody who who has longevity with a company you have to you have to to, to treat people the right way you have to be a good person um, I don't know, you know, th- there was a big time broadcast for Noah who came through here. I don't want to name his name. Uh, if you force me to, maybe I will. Uh, but <laughs> don't really, put me in that spot. A, a really, really big time announcer. Everybody knows who this guy is. And he came through Turner Sports uh, and he did not act the right way. And he put himself first and second and third and 17th and 25th. And it was a one and done. And Turner said, bye bye. And so uh, uh, they have get it bosses here that uh, that treat us the right way, and they want us to treat them and everybody else the right way. To me, Noah, that's not too much to ask. All right. All right. The natural follow up is, who is it? I think I know who it is, but I have, but I have, uh, to, but you, I have to ask. I'll anyway. give you his initials are K O. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So does that help you? Yeah, sure. And that's all I want to say. That's yeah, all we, I want to say. Yeah, but, we don't uh, we don't yeah, we don't he, we don't need to go any further. The way the way your mom raised you, was that the way that most of your friends were raised back in Minneapolis? <sighs> wow, good question. Um no, I wouldn't say that it is. Uh 
Noah, because I went to, uh, I'm not, are you familiar with the Dyna, Minnesota? I just, I, I know, I, I know it by, from seeing it on a map. Yeah. So, so Edina, Minnesota is a, a wealthy suburb of Minneapolis, uh, attorneys, doctors, business owners, ball players, um, that type of people. So I went to school with the offspring of those people. Uh, and a lot of those people were cool. A lot of them weren't. And a lot of them didn't have the perspective that I just talked about because they came from wealthy families, which leads to entitlement and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, so no, I, I, I would not say that most of the people that I grew up with, I had the same sensibilities. In fact, I would say, uh, that fewer of us had those sensibilities than had them. So then growing up, was it, was it difficult to stick to those values that your mom raised you with because of the people um, you were surrounded no. by? It wasn't. It was just uh, eye-opening to see people act another way, huh. and uh, and and see other people's reactions to what those people were doing, and and not liking it even more. And and it it just it reinforced the the you know treating people like you want to be treated thing. Mm-hmm. When I would see you know uh, uh, you know maybe one kid be mean to another kid, and then two or three other kids would come in and be mean to that kid. I, I never played that game. I just I, I cringed and. Um, you know, occasionally I was the, the, the subject of, you know, uh, you know, kids ganging up on you and that kind of thing. It's not fun. And, uh, and so I just said to myself, I will never, uh, do that. I'm not going to, okay, just because, you know, I have been ridiculed a little bit, I'm going to turn around and ridicule somebody else. I like the buck stopped with me. Um, and I've preached that to my two sons. Uh, my youngest son, (laughs) like has always fully gotten that my older son, uh, there's been more work to do. Uh, in that regard, because he's just uh, he's just kind of a loose cannon. But uh, but I love them both, and and I've been preaching that message uh, as long as they've been alive to treat other people like you want to be treated. You tell them stories from when you were a kid, not just hey, here's how I think here's how you should be treating other kids, but you tell them specific stories. Interesting. Not really. It's it just pretty much all like they'll come to me with a situation from for, that they have dealt with, or some bullying that they've encountered, or bullying that they've seen. And then, so then we just sort of talk about it uh, from that prism, as opposed to, you know, me dredging up some dusty old story from, you know, uh, 1981, you know, who cares, right? No, it's all about, you know, sort of hearing their situation and and helping them, you know, through what they've got to deal with. And, you know, no, as you know, uh, and everybody listening knows uh, and in it right now, going to school is tough, man. Um, There's the pressures of the schoolwork and, there's you're growing up. It's, it's awkward at times. And, um, it's, uh, it, it's difficult, man. So, uh, that, that's why parenting is so important, man. If, if, if you're not giving your kids good parenting, uh, then they, they run afoul perhaps of the law and, mm-hmm. uh, and do stuff they're not supposed to do. You, you talked about earlier about that feeling of entitlement and, and it happens to not just, you know, not just people in the media, but anybody who gets a, a little bit of success and, and even people who it's unfounded, who, who don't have that success, did you ever have that moment when you were younger and that you were able to walk yourself back from? Um, wow. Uh, in, uh, in college, um, I, w- I, was, I went to the University of Minnesota for about you know, 4.7 years, essentially five years, uh, because Noah, I wasn't a big fan of school and I did not want, uh, it was uh, I think a three semester setup. You went fall, yeah. winter, and spring. And I'm, I'm not going to summer school. Are you kidding me? I've been busting my butt all year 
trying to make good grades and trying to party <laughs> and, and doing all this stuff and managing it. No, hell no. I'm not going to school in the summer. So that's why I was kind of on the five-year plan. But, uh, uh, but year three, so my junior year, um, I got a job with the, uh, with the student radio station as a, uh, as a radio show host, as a play-by-play guy for all four major sports. Also at the same time, uh, and, and my mom gave me this idea, because the journalism school at the University of Minnesota was completely full. There was a waiting list a mile long. Uh, I think that if I had gotten in line for that waiting list, I would just be graduating right now. So I'm like, damn, what do I do? I got to do this myself um, and talk with my mom. She's like, you watch uh, uh, the, the local NBC sports all the time. It's, it's K-A-R-E up in Minneapolis. She's like, you, you watch that all the time. Why don't you reach out to his name was Tom Ryder. He was uh, uh, the main broadcaster and the, the sports director. And she's like, why don't you reach out to him? Go meet him. Tell him your story. I'm like, great idea, mom. Okay, screw it. I'm doing it. So like the next day, uh, I reached out to him. He said, come on in. So the next day after that, I came in. I was hired on the spot. Uh, and I was an intern um, writing copy for the, for, the, <laughs> for the anchor. And so I would, I would write the highlight copy. I didn't write you know, like what was in Proctor, but I wrote uh, copy for the highlights. It was in the sports office. Uh, on Saturdays and Sundays. Again, this is in college. So I would be doing like Golden Gopher hockey on a Friday night uh, and then going to uh, our frat party after that and then waking up uh, and, and going to uh, to this TV station, <laughs> making nothing, not one cent. It was an internship and uh, putting in a full day of work there. And a lot of times going back to Williams Arena to call the Saturday night Minnesota UMD game or whoever they were playing. Saturday night, another party at the frat. And then Sunday I slept all day. And, and so, and I'm, I'm giving you that whole thing. Like that's kind of a rock star existence, right? You're working at the local TV station. You're, you're the play by play guy for student radio, uh, uh, you know, at Williams arena at the, at the football stadium and, and all this kind of stuff. So it, it that could have gone to my head. Uh, you know, like people, Hey man, you're going to the games, asking me questions, you know, as, as Will Ferrell said in, uh, in the Rob Burgundy movie, I was kind of a big deal. Uh, but, but again, I, I just downplayed the whole thing. You know, I'm blessed to be in this position. I'm, this is what I've always wanted. And so I always looked at it as a, as a blessing and with gratitude rather than, you know, parlaying it into some kind of, uh, some kind of ego stroke. Rick, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, dude. Thank you. All right, switching it up here. I'm going to do the plug at the top of the close. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes. It's really significant for advertisers to know that you actually enjoy the program, not just listen. Plus, download the Vocal app, V-O-K-A-L, if you aren't an iTunes person. It's obvious to say that Rick loves hoops, but Rick really loves it. He's a lunatic in a good way. Even the nights I tried to hang with him when it was way past my bedtime, it usually turns into just trying to keep up. But he always looks out always says, you good? And he means it. And I always appreciate it. Follow Rick on Twitter at NBA TV Rick and catch him on the radio weekdays in Atlanta on 92.9 The Game. We can all continue this conversation about being yourself. Do you find it hard sometimes? Because it's not always easy. I'm at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V on Twitter and at Wawa Run on Instagram. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up.
The Follow-Up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.